0: You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks, and today... We have a really important topic that um, I'm so glad Luann brought to my attention, and that's men's gymnastics. And we actually do um, work with male gymnasts. Uh, We haven't had a ton of male gymnasts, but we would certainly love to support that sport and support any of you out there who have um, gymnasts that want to do um, college gymnastics. So I was super excited when Luann told me she met with some coaches and learned a lot more about their programs and about what it takes to get recruited to these college teams. Um, I did a little digging myself because I don't spend a lot of time on this sport. And I went to Road to Nationals and I noticed that um, they have 13 teams. And I thought they actually had more than that. So Luann, you're gonna have to let me know. I, I just saw 13 listed. Um Stanford finished at the top, and William and Mary um, was the thirteenth team. So in between that, there's a variety of teams. Um, they have some really cool universities that have men's gymnastics, um, which I think is is great. And I noticed when I looked into it, um, they have about between fourteen and twenty three um, kids on their roster, male gymnasts so, That's amazing. And they had, they had about 11 meets, um, throughout the year. I was kind of curious about that in comparison to women. It's not that much different. So, um, we are super excited to cover a little bit about this topic. And again, if you have a male gymnast and you want more information now would be the time because we are offering JH50, um, this month. So that could, it could, can include any athlete, any sport, any level. And of course, we want all male gymnasts who have interest in, in the sport to have a meeting with us. Now, that being said, it is, you know, you could listen to this podcast in a year from now and we wouldn't be doing JH50 because we only do it twice a year. So I want to be clear that we are in May, uh, May 15th of twenty two so we're doing our jh50 right now for one month so feel free to fill out a forms page on our website at the bottom put luann if you want um advice for a male gymnast because she is the one that has most of our information on this topic and um yeah we'd love to work with any of you um and one thing we've learned I would say, Luann, haven't we? Hi, Luann. Luann's here listening as well. Of course, you be sharing. Is we would understand if it's just a mom who wants to meet with us um, who has a male gymnast, because we realize that boys tend to not get as excited about meeting with advisors, female advisors probably as well. Um, once they do, they tend to do fine but it's not always their their gig in the beginning so if you are a parent a mom or a dad and maybe you just want to have a meeting to get more information a jh-50 might be great for you to do and then you know if you want to book more times with Luann you could pull your son into those um, times together all right so let's get moving on this Luann and yeah hi Luann
2: can I I clarify something Yeah. So On Road to Nationals, you're right. There's 13 schools.
1: Uh-huh. If you
2: go to charts and look at the map, okay, you'll see that there are red balloons and green balloons. The red balloons are the um, team, the varsity teams. The green balloons are the club teams. And there's oh. lots of club teams in men's 13. gymnastics. Like I'm looking at the map right now. Here's NorCal United. Southern California United, Arizona State is a club program. And all across the country, there, there are green balloons as well that have club programs.
1: And is it true there's only 13 of the actual you yes. call them varsity teams? Is that what they call them?
2: Well, I, I would say, yeah. Um, officially, you
1: know, like
2: a For example, uh, Springfield College, we know is a D3. Okay. So I think these are D1s and D3s. Okay. hmm
1: very good. And you're right. I forgot. They actually have quite a few men's. Yes,
2: out there, they do. Right?
1: Yeah. So and the son who wants to do the sport is still in college, but not at an NCAA level. They have the option to do it at that level, which I think is NAIA or I don't even. NAIGC. I think- NAIGC. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have about five different um, topics we're going to cover in underneath the men's gymnastics. So let's start with, um, when do they start recruiting the Well,
2: it's the same rules as the women. It's June 15th after sophomore year. But what we find is the men tend to be a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, They're really starting to pull their list together junior year. um, And then they will start making offers based on how, how much they want that recruit. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime after that, period, junior year into even senior year. So they are, um, wanting them to come to summer camps so they can see what the level of their gymnastics is. They can see what, how they are to be coached. Um, so they, they do encourage the guys who want to come to their school to come to their camps.
1: Awesome. And what do they look for in a recruitment?
2: Well, they're looking for guys who can help them on their events. So all around is not such a big deal in men's gymnastics, um, unless you're a great all arounder and you could help in every event. But if you're just a mediocre all arounder, then they might not even consider you because you have to be able to make events. And since there's six of them, They might look at somebody who has two or three really strong events that they could get into the lineup or maybe even four events. Um, So even if you're a pretty good Mm all-arounder, but you don't have one or two or three events that you excel at, you might not be considered for a spot because they're really looking to fill their lineup spots and they want you to be able to contribute on certain events.
1: That's interesting. That is a lot different.
2: Yeah. So the more events that the guys can make lineup in, the more valuable they will be to that team.
1: Okay. So you wouldn't call them specialists because they're doing multiple events because they have more events, but you're saying all around isn't as significant unless you're really strong in the all around.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they they could give a full scholarship to somebody who maybe is not an all arounder but really uh, does a great job on key events.
1: Okay, perfect. Anything else about um, competitiveness or?
2: Yeah, you know, when they're at those camps, what sometimes comes out from what I'm hearing from the coaches is the competitiveness of the guys. And that's what they're looking for. They want somebody who's passionate about gymnastics, is competitive, wants to do well, wants to get to college to do gymnastics. Um, And that really comes out a lot of times at camps, how competitive they are. So that's another thing that they're going to look at when they're um, doing those summer camps.
1: I didn't know if we were going to talk about this later, but let's talk about the the point of consistency and how important that is in their sport and why.
2: Yeah. So in men's gymnastics, they count all five scores. So five up, five count on each event. So that makes... The uh, consistency rate, very important. They want to get somebody who has shown that they're consistent, that they can hit in big meets um, because uh, five up, five counts. So if if you have a miss, it's going to count against your team score. Unlike women's gymnastics, where it's uh, six, five scores count, uh, but six compete. So if one person has a miss, you don't even have to count that. But men's gymnastics, you count them all.
1: So that might be something to point out in an email. If you're trying to get on a team and you are really consistent, that would be a highlight you definitely want to put in the subject line or really put in your email and talk about it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, All right. So tell us where do these college coaches go to find the male gymnasts? Like we know on Instagram, they really utilize that for the female side. What about for the men's? Yeah,
2: they also utilize uh, Instagram for the men. Uh, They they want the guys posting their videos, full routine videos, um, skills they're doing. One of the coaches I talked to said, you know, he wants to see skills over and over. He doesn't just want you to catch a release on high bar one time and not show it again. He wants to see that that guy can catch it consistently in practice because then he knows, oh, this, this skill is really going to be able to go into the routine. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's important that you continue to post your skills over and over.
1: That's such a good point for the girls and the guys that, you know, it's really fun when I see those videos, when the first time someone catches it in their gym and the whole gym's cheering, that's awesome. Right. But you're absolutely right. They have to see it put in a half routine a full routine over and over and over again and you know those usually your videos are dated so if they see it way back six months ago but they haven't seen it consistently throughout your posts then you know obviously they're going to look for it at a meet but if they aren't seeing it that you can't assume that because you've shown it once that that's going to get you recruited
2: yeah and i get that a lot jill you know i'll say to a client hey, you need to keep posting. He goes, oh, you know, I, I did. I'm like, well, that was, that was a few months ago. Right. So, you know, you're at practice probably six days a week, maybe five days a week. So you want to continue to post what you're doing, especially those key skills that you know are gonna help you get recruited.
1: Perfect. All right, so um, what are the scholarships like in a fully funded program?
2: Right. So in a men's gymnastics fully funded program, there are 6.3 scholarships. Um, so, you know, they they can give a a full ride, but they give a lot of partials because then they can get more guys and help out more guys. Um, I spoke with one coach who said that he usually has four to five full scholarship athletes on his team and the rest are partials and walk-ons. So, um, Yeah, and and you don't have to be great on every event to get a full scholarship. Mm -hmm. So you have to be great on, obviously, the more events that you're valuable on, the more likely that you would get a scholarship. Um, But they also mentioned that you should really do well in academics because you could potentially get an academic scholarship at some of these schools. And since there aren't many athletic scholarships, that is something that they really strive to help guys with um, so that they can get them into their school.
1: Perfect. Um, What kind of things can they be doing to make connections with coaches?
2: Uh, Exactly what we mentioned, go to camps, um, get to know the coaches and the program, Uh, separate yourself by emailing, phone calls, text messaging the college coach, Um, basically just communicating with the coach. You want to let the coach know that you want to be at their program. Um, And if a coach emails or calls or texts you, you want to immediately respond because that shows that you're very interested in that program. And you want to continue to update them on a regular basis. You know, once every couple of weeks, if they're talking to you, you want to make sure you're staying right in their line of view so that you can develop that relationship and they're trying to find a guy who, of course, has the gymnastic skills they need and the academics, but also a good character, you know, somebody that they, they know is going to be a good, positive contribution to their team.
1: Great. So I know you spoke to a couple of the coaches and um, I, I thought the one thing that stood out is how they struggle the biggest struggle is the communication yeah. with the, with the guys and um, girls are the opposite. Like they, what I see is they over communicate and they think the communication is going to get them recruited only because they're so good at it. Most of a lot of the time. Whereas what I, what I kind of sensed from you when you and I spoke about it was that almost like um, the guys aren't really sure how to get recruited or Um, especially if they don't have a club coach that's connected to the college world. Um, I would assume that it would be really tough to know, you know, what to do next. And then the fact that, I mean, I have two daughters and a son and I see it's totally hard. My my son will, you know, text me. It'll be like, hey, that's it. I get a, hey, you know, it's (laughs) like, you know, my daughters are like every little detail of how their day's going. So, it, you know, we're not saying, guys, if you're listening to this, that you have to be, you know, super detailed in terms of not natural for you. But I think what I want to encourage you guys or, or moms out there who are trying to get their boys to communicate more is um, to push yourself a little bit further than just one or two um, sentences or lines or, or things. Try to um, say how things are actually going in the gym or... Um, ask for more information about the school or, um, you know, talk to them about their camps. I'm trying to think of things that they, you know, could bring up. What events do you need? Um, You know, there's all kinds of things that Luann could help you with um, to get that communication going. If it's really hard for you to communicate as a guy, um, you know, maybe emailing's better for you, not texting. I know a lot of the girls like to text. Maybe it's not. Maybe guys would prefer to text. But whichever you choose, I think what we want to encourage you to know is the college coaches want that. They want you to be communicating with them. They want to develop a relationship with you. It's not just you come to camp, you get recruited, that, you know, come to the team whenever you graduate. Um, They want some back and forth, would you say?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I did uh, forget to mention is one of the coaches told me that he has established relationships with clubs and coaches around the country. Mm. And he has really worked hard to develop trust with those coaches. And Mm. they have guys that are at their school. And then those guys go back to their club and tell Mm. the other younger guys, Hey, this is a good program. So it's kind of a good filtering system. Mm. So I would suggest if you're at a program With a college or sorry, with a club coach, that you encourage your club coach to reach out to these college coaches to start to get to know them and develop that relationship
1: Um, because Lynn's gymnastics
2: is small, it's a tight knit community.
1: Ah, good, it's a small community, so networking is key. It's yes, absolutely okay, because you could easily get lost in or not be found, I would think, if you weren't um, connected in some form from your club to to colleges or other kids going to college if you know if you're the only level 10 in your gym or or elite we're yeah that we didn't go over that so do they recruit more elites or level 10s or
2: you know i asked that question and they do both okay they, they will of course go after those elites who want to continue and do uh college gymnastics but they're also looking for those level 10s who have the skills that they need and can break in the lineup on those
1: events perfect Okay, so I want to give a shout out to Minnesota. I know they don't have a program. There was a vendor at, you know, um, Level 10 Nationals this last week, and I don't know where they're at with support. Um, But obviously, this person was sitting there at a booth, and I don't know, my heart just kind of broke for that program. I don't know all the ins and outs, I don't know all the politics, I don't know, you know, what Minnesota went through and why they had to. Um, drop that program but I remember it being such a strong you know men's men's team so yeah
2: so were they were they trying to raise money Jill to I try that to... so. okay I so. mm-hmm. that's yeah. great I mean
1: yeah
2: you think of Minnesota I think of John oh, Um, yeah. I know there's been many greats but you know John went there and was an Olympian three times and so I just wow that was such a wonderful program
1: good point Yeah, so I just want to give a shout out to that. So if anybody wants to know more information, I'm sure they have a website up because he had all this information on his booth. Um, So we're thrilled to um, not only support our women's side of gymnastics, but also the men's. And that's basically why we wanted to do this podcast today. Yep, Luann.
2: One more thing we forgot to mention. There's two new programs for men. Oh, Simpson College in Indianola, Iowa, and Greenville College in Greenville, Illinois. Both are starting a program in 2022-2023. So, so exciting for that. Um, They're both D3 programs, so just like Springfield College, um, and will provide wonderful opportunities for the guys.
1: Ah, so when I went to Road to Nationals and I looked up the schools, they aren't listed yet, so they'll have 15 total? Yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Okay, thank you, Luann. This has been so informative. so any of you out there like i said that want to take advantage of the jh50 and just do a one-hour session with luann that's half the price of our normal cost of a consultation right now and it is uh, may of 22 and we're doing it from may 16th or 15th today until or 16th until june 16th of 22. So feel free to reach out in by going to jhicksconsulting.com, fill out the forms page and down at the bottom, put JH50 in Luann's name and um, she'll, she'll email you back and give you all the details and schedule a one hour session. And like I said, it could be just with the parents um, until maybe your son is ready to meet with an advisor, but we're here to support. Anything else, Luann, you want to add? To- no, I think
2: that's it. Thanks for um, bringing this topic up, Jill.
1: You betcha.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner, and we'll talk to you soon.